0: Welcome to Bruins Source. This is Isaiah. This is Ed, and we are recording uh, near the end of February, as sports are in full spring. I mean, full swing, not spring, because spring's not coming yet. But <laughs> yeah, we're here to give you an update on what's going on um, as the basketball season comes to an end, or its near end, for um, for the regular season and other sports get into full swing.
1: Literally into full swing. Hopefully soon. We'll get to that.
0: Yeah, some sports seem to be in full swing other in half. Maybe a bunt. <laughs> uh, but let's start with basketball.
1: Um, yeah, it was a, a good weekend from a win perspective. Um, we started off uh, against... Um, who did, we, who did we play this week? Arizona, with um, Jaime Jaquez probably having the best game of his, uh, from a scoring perspective of his career, but kind of the, his best game this season. Uh, on his birthday, went off for, what, 25, I think? Um, and we really beat Arizona with some some solid defense in the second half, and really kind of woke up and then against ASU it was kind of another tale of, of two teams scenarios where we com- came out completely lag, la- like lacking energy, um, s- slow offensively and somehow didn't lead the entire game except for the final point, which we won on a Jalen Clark free throw. <laughs> um, so it's just been, it's, it's sort of par for the course now, right?
0: Yeah, it feels like these games can go either way, so we'll take whatever we can get out of this squad. Um, it was one of those like you're watching it, you're like I still feel like I, we have a chance to win. I remember when it, it, it we got to seventy points, and I think I think Arizona State was at seventy four, if I remember. Right, It was something, but I was like, if we can get to 80 or if we just slow them down, I'm sure we're going to win just because this, I don't know. It just felt, it was a weird game. But uh, yeah, cool. I, Arizona, I mean, Arizona was just the the type of game we needed. It was a very good bounce back. We completely dominated them from stop to finish. Um, no, yeah, that was a great game, but then we have our lull on on Saturday and as we're talking about this weird game.
1: Yeah, and it's we're so used to playing in games like that at this point that I, I got to imagine like being in that tough situation isn't unnerving at this point. And it is a testament to Mick Cronin's coaching that he has them ready for these really tight situations and they somehow managed to, to pull wins out of those, um, which is honestly something, obviously nobody wants to see it from a fan perspective because it's stressful, but Come tournament time, that is, you know, that being able to play with poise in those situations, I think is really important because more likely than not, you're going to be in in close battles in the tournament. And so having that experience under our belts, I think, will pay off at some point. Um, I don't know if it'll be this year, but, you know, most of these guys will come back next year. And so having that experience, hopefully it will make them better leaders um, in the future. But yeah, it's um, it's it was again good 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 two wins. Uh, still the very tight pack 12 race. Um, you know the other school has a half game lead now. Um, they play Colorado tonight, and we have our, our game coming up tomorrow against Utah on the road, um, and then Colorado. And so we have a we have a kind of a meat grinder of a schedule coming up, frankly
0: yeah and, and to your point we added on a game um with Oregon well we didn't add it on because it would have been much different if we added on no but don't get me started the Pac-12 added a, a game for us they thought they were doing us a favor um you know in terms of matching up the 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 game total that are played and when, when it comes down to USC but yeah we're on the road sandwich in between who are we playing is it
1: Colorado or Utah on that Saturday Colorado's on Saturday on the road, then Oregon on the road, and then um, that's he's at home.
0: Got it. So, yeah, it's not the most favorable schedule, but, you know, with this league, we never know how it goes. We can go 4 I'm just
1: going to publicly say this. The Pac-12 is run by a bunch of morons. Oh, yeah. Still. We've already probably
0: said that before, but we'll say it again. (laughs) So, we, we can't wait till Commissioner Scott is done and we get some new leadership um, and there in the summer, but until then, we got to deal with this buffoonery that's happening with the scheduling. It just doesn't make any sense. But this is, you know, a COVID year. We're still in the hunt, so let's make the most of it. I think if we handle business, I think USC is going to drop another game, um, just because that's what they do. Andy infield is always good for a one loss that's not supposed to happen, and on the schedule left they have Colorado and Stanford before us so those are going to be I mean uh, granted they could lose to Utah as well so you never know um but let's handle business I think if we go three and one um and one of those games we win is against USC I think we have a good chance to win the the season win the, with the conference championship in a very strange season so yeah this team is grinding it out I I did like, again, the fight. I, I was satisfied with the Arizona State game. It was just one of those, like, did it have to be this hard? Did it have to be a Remy Martin, you know, error at the end and just completely mental lapse that, that allowed us to have a chance to have the ball at the end? And, you know, and Tiger, he I saw that. I was like, he broke the screen. He got so excited. He was like, all right, I'm going to just throw up a floater. He didn't get enough lift on it. Just got in his head, and luckily we had Jalen Clark, who has completely been, you know, a, a great freshman, in, in the sense of just filling in the gaps and, you know, doing the intangibles on the floor and re- rebounding in the defense, um, you know, stuff that gets you play time as your freshman. So that was exciting to see that he got the chance to win the game for us, and he did so. So, shout yeah. out to Jalen Clark. You know, I know Hakez. Uh, was the player of the game because he did score 25 points. I thought it was the Arizona game,
1: but I guess it was the Arizona State game. Um, no, he scored 25 against Arizona. He got player of the week.
0: I thought it was against Arizona State, unless Pac-12 got it wrong. Yeah, you're right.
1: Um, you're right. They Pac-12 got... almost certainly got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they did get it wrong. they totally got that wrong or UCLA athletics they said he
0: had a career score 25 points in the win the 74 60 win over arizona state last thursday there we go so they got it wrong so they need to fix that (laughs) and i fell for that because this whole time i was like no i swore it was arizona but i trusted our athletics department and they got it wrong we should probably tweet them and tell them um they, or somebody else did and they didn't care, so whatever. Oh man.
1: <laughs> yeah, his birthday You know some student intern did that.
0: It feels like a copy and paste, like just the wrong copy and paste. Like they didn't they just put it in and they didn't realize that, you know, they didn't even do their due diligence, but it happens. Yeah. Anyways. Ignore that tweet, ignore me for being an idiot to believe that. You
1: fell for their trap. I
0: did, but Juzang had a hell of a game against Arizona too. I mean, that was just an offensive. Like it was, it it was a good flow. It was like, okay, this is the team I remember at the beginning of the season that got the offensive going. Um, And then again, it just stalled against Arizona State. So we'll see if we're on pattern. We should. Well, that's not good because we have Utah. I was going to say we should be great against Utah and then stall against Colorado. But again, we'll see. This team is just very strange.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's going to... Yeah, who knows? I, I also want to shout out the other freshman who came up pretty big um, in spots as uh, Mac Etienne, who... Hit all his free throws. He hit all of his free throws, yeah. That's, it's a good point. He hit all of his free throws. He had a couple of good putbacks. Um, and, you know, he he's playing passable defense as a as a true freshman who's really a high school senior um, without, you know, hitting, having the benefit of hitting the weight room for an offseason in college. So I, I am impressed with him. I'm impressed with Jalen Clark. Um, I, I think it just goes to, to show that we have a lot of, of talent in the future that we kind of can build around and. Um, there, there's some good things to look forward to.
0: I will make this note. We would never be in that game, in the Arizona State game, if we didn't shoot our free throws as well as, as we did. And that's been one yep. of my biggest critiques with Cronin, Cronin's teams. Um, well, the team specifically this year. I can't remember if they shot well last year, but we shot over 80%, and that kept us in a game, and it gave us a chance to win. And... I Ironically, we won the game on a free throw. Granted, it was you know, one out of two, but it was enough to win. So, yeah. We got to make yeah. our free throws.
1: And I think that a lot of that has to do with not having Chris Smith, who was, like shooting over 80% um, from the line and generally has. But, you know, Hakez has a knack for getting the line, but he has been you know not great this year. Um, you know, Cody Riley has improved... His free throw sh- shooting greatly. Um, as another guy who gets the line a lot, but yeah, you're right. It it is something that's been kind of iffy, but hopefully they've put some time in the gym and, and are improving on that front. Um, I I would love to get Jalen Clark in the game more going forward. Just from a defensive perspective, I think he brings a lot to the table, um, and he has a knack for kind of those heads up plays um where he'll get that quick offensive rebound and just get a put back and just he's always sort of in the right place at the right time um and you know he's he's not perfect and you know on the offensive side he's still a little raw but you know he's shown enough to to be able to get into the lane and he's hit a couple threes throughout his his early career and and plays good man defense um and he's he's strong and athletic to do that, and I I would love to have Mick give him some minutes from either Bernard or Zang, um when they're especially when they're struggling, um, and to get those defensive stops. So it'll be interesting to see if that happens and those minutes get allocated a little differently. But uh, yeah, he he's he's been he's been good.
0: Yeah, and on the other side of the team is we have some exciting news that we got a pretty big commit um, for the 2022 class? The 2020, yeah. no, our 2023? Mm-hmm. 22. 22. Um, we, uh, we got a recommitment from Amari Bailey, which seems to be a trend with our commitments, funny enough, basketball and football. But we got a recommitment, number four, um, and Number four in the country, only behind Imani Bates and Jalen Derwin, who's a pretty big guy, and then someone else who I can't remember. So he's three to four in the nation, number one guard, and yeah, it's just good to get him back in the fold. I I think he's going to be tremendous. I actually don't know if he's going to be one and done, um, just physically speaking, but he is very much a candidate for that. I think he's going to be an instant impact Uh, watching his game. Um, in In just this tape that he does have out there i'm extremely excited to see what he does at u c l a
1: one thing i'm really excited about with him is he in his kind of post commitment interview he talked a lot about how he loves playing defense and you know i'm sure Mick is just salivating at that quote um and he has the ability to to play high level defense but he um yeah he's he's kind of one of those instant impact guys and again it's just um i think we've probably said this a lot in the past but for ucla to be successful talent wise if we could just build a kind of rope off all the talent within southern california and california in general and pick and choose who we want uh ucla will play at a very very high level just with that talent that is available to us locally um And getting um, Bailey, who's, again, the number one player in California, um, and so that would be two classes in a row where we've picked off the number one player from California, uh, is just showing us how Mick is kind of emphasizing that in recruiting, and that will make, I think, us very, very successful going forward. Plus, most of our other guys, you know, coming in, including Peyton Watson, again, number one player in California in his class, well McClendon's a southern california guy Jalen Clark was a southern california guy like getting all these guys from our local recruiting hotbeds is just, is incredibly incredibly important to keeping talent um at UCLA and so I think I think Mick is is approaching this in the the right way um and you know we again looking at the future we have a really exciting roster to think about with a lot of these, you know, high four slash five star guys coming in um, from from local areas, so I, I think Mick again has us on the right track, and I think we'll have that big talent infusion in the next year or two, um, and hopefully we can get playing at an even higher level.
0: Yeah, I also think. Um What's going to happen is we're going to have a big class that year, and, I, and it helps when you have a player commit early like this, and especially the top one in California. Other players want to, are going to want to play with him. Um, and you see his style of play. If you ever want to watch, like, how he plays this year or this season more so, he there's a clip probably on YouTube. If you look up Amari Bailey and Jaden Hardy, funny enough, who we're recruiting, but it looks like he's going to go to a G League. But if we imagine if we got these two players like back-to-back years it would be insane because they put on a hell of a clinic uh between the two of them and i highly recommend anybody watch that just to get an idea of how both of these play players play i think Jaden hardy is going to be one of the best scorers guard scorers in a long time you know if, if things fall on this trajectory but Amari ba- Bailey really plays smart, and you mentioned the defense. You see that his effort, like he was making plays, he was getting stills. He, he got a block. Like there was just things that he was doing at the guard level that shows like it's not just about being a flashy offensive player for him. It's about doing the little stuff. So I think he very much is going to get along with Mick in terms of uh, the grind, and obviously both of them are for the Midwest. Uh, you know, between Cincinnati and Chicago, but I think they have that commonality. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting because uh, Kajani Wright is someone we're targeting. will be if we can get him, that'll be great. You know, and if we get, I know we're stacked at wings, but if we get someone else like that, class is going to be transformative and probably our best class has a potential to be our best class since the 2012 class. Twelve with Shabazz and Kyle and you know and uh Jordan uh, Adams Jordan and there's one more I'm forgetting the guy from Georgia T- Tony uh, Tony Tony Parker Yeah Tony so between those four um but I'm excited yeah this is this is really really good stuff uh I know we have our our kind of our our concerns in terms of depth moving forward but I you know this team is very much going to be in contention um and, uh, and Bailey, out.
1: Bailey is already outright trying to recruit for us. Like he said that in his first interview, he's like, "I'm trying to get Kajani, Wright and uh, Andrews, to, to come to UCLA." And so that's, that never hurts.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what we like to hear. So bring them all to Westwood, um, and come play at, Polly, Come practice at Mo Alston, You know, this is. And a- there's
1: a, there is a chance he. Um, reclassifies for the 21 class as well. Again, there's some conflicting information out there about this. Some people are saying, um, you know, he's considering it. Some people are saying he's not considering it at this time. I don't, again, hard to know at this point, but, you know, just keep an eye out on that because if you bring in um, both him and Watson together next season, look out, that would be an, an incredible class.
0: I, um, I think, I imagine he's watching what's happening with Hardy, uh, and they'll probably make their decision after
1: that, uh, and, and to see what they want to do. That would make sense. Yeah, I mean, the, the roster's looking good for the future, you know, we're on the right track for this season, you know, let's, we could just got to lock up a couple of th- games to, to, you know, solidify our tournament bid and get a decent seed, um, You know, one thing looking at the future is hopefully this summer um, and spring, we we look at kind of bringing in a transfer um, big man or or power forward. Um, We just, we need a post player that will be here for a couple of years since we don't have, you know, a lot of depth there, especially right now. Um, and with the possibility of, of Jalen Hill not returning and Cody Riley possibly also not returning after the season. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how what Mick can do on that front. Obviously we have Mac Etienne who's a freshman, but we and Kenny Nawba who, you know, has been here a couple of years, has shown he can be a good defender. Um his offensive skills are not great, but you know, he's He's capable of playing a few minutes, but you know we still need more talent at that at that um, position and so getting a transfer will be key to kind of putting a, a pin in the into this roster management and, and really supercharging it um, for next season. So we'll see what happens on that front, but yeah, I think there's a lot of positive things going on with our men's basketball team.
0: Yeah, and just keep winning or we'll talk shit next week and well everything will flip uh, per, right. u, per usual just follow twitter it's the most
1: yeah bipolar yeah, <laughs> oh, oh the real time reactions you you got to take those with a grain of salt you know your your blood pressure's up and you're just stressed and yeah it's okay we have therapy sessions after each uh each game
0: <laughs> so we all hold each other virtually <sighs> safely Um, but, so moving over to the other side, our women's, uh, they had a different type of week from the guys, um, one that, yeah, I mean, Thursday and Friday were good, good nights for men and women, consecutive, consecutive nights, but, yeah, our women on Sunday dropped the game, dropped the dud against Oregon State, and it just simply had to do with defense, that's all I saw, um. Everyone got their stats, and Michaela got her numbers, but it just we couldn't stop them from
1: scoring. It's just a weird, like this is becoming kind of the norm for Corey closest teams. Is she will go out and coach this team up so well, and they'll go pick off a much higher ranked team and and do it consistently now, right? Like they've beaten Stanford, they'll beat. All these teams, they handed Oregon their biggest loss in years um, last week. But then they seem to like expend all of their energy and effort on those games and then drop these inexplicable games against opponents who aren't necessarily as good as them or as well coached as them. Um, and then it, it, it knocks us out of a very, very tight Pac 12 race. And it's very frustrating. And it's just, I I don't have a good explanation for it.
0: There is none. Um, It's just all about consistency and showing up each game. Because our team is clearly one of the talented, if not the most talented once, you know, things are going. Um, We've shown we can beat everyone in the conference. So, I don't know. Yeah, it it was very much a letdown, a hangover game. After a thrashing that we gave Oregon on uh, Friday night. Um, so I don't know. They just gotta they gotta get it together because they can't lose like this. And I say this as they're the, the tenth team in the conference, but they're in, you know women's basketball is is different. UConn's back at top. Um, this is the year that UCLA could go very deep in the tournament, and so I, I don't want us to miss this opportunity before some of the powerhouses like Baylor and UConn just uh, you know assert their dominance which they tend to do every so often.
1: Yeah, I mean, this season is a little bit more wide open, right, going into it is you know, UConn is now number one, but, you know, they weren't that kind of buzzsaw team that we've seen in the past. South Carolina has been good, but, you know, again, not that kind of unstoppable four. Same with, with Baylor, and so it's and and Oregon obviously is having a a down year after losing a lot of talent um and and the door was it feels like it's cracked open obviously UCLA is not in, at any risk of missing the tournament or anything um but you know it's it's frustrating that you know our our conference hopes now are kind of dashed in the sense of we've we've dropped two games that we shouldn't have and we should have been right up there with Oregon and Stanford kind of within a game or half a game really. And now we've lost this Oregon state game. We lost that dumb game against Washington state. Like there's, there's just some weird losses that, that are just, we're shooting ourselves in the foot for the conference race. Um And again, I I'm not worried about this team being ready for the, the tournament. I think, you know, coach close usually has them ready, but, at a certain point she still needs to win a conference title um and just losing these games every year that they shouldn't or it's starting to pile up and and it's it's something that she needs to figure out how to solve agreed um
0: but other than that i don't think there's too much to say about Women's, I mean, they're, they're still rolling. They're a top 10 team. They dropped two spots from last week, but you just can't afford it at this point in the race and especially building momentum going into a tournament. It's it's really important the position that you get in a women's tournament. Um, it's not so much of a crapshoot right. as, as men's where you can just get some team that completely upsets you. But in the women's tournament, the more we win, the better seating, the better it helps our our path to at least get to the lead eight and the matchup we have
1: there. Right. Yeah. um, Going on to to football, we have some some good news on the recruiting front. Jack Peterson,
0: our first recruit of the Holly it looks like hollyweed
1: to me by the way when i see I, the that's tw- what I thought it was when i first saw the um hashtag especially since someone recently tried to go change the hollywood sign to hollyweed it looks um, like hollyweed I, thought, I was like i like it I just if as long as we don't speak about you know <laughs> i thought I, I really thought it was some sort of like goofy reference to that but it's not but it just feels like a, a strange coincidence. And I, I agree, it does look like Hollyweed.
0: So yeah, part of our Hollyweed class, uh, Jack Peterson. <laughs> so- I'm going to start calling it that. <laughs> or SoCal. Um, he's a SoCal transplant. Well, I guess he's a Florida transplant from SoCal at IMG. I think it's exciting. I mean, obviously he's high rank, but I just I love the fact that he committed early. It was a position of need and tight end. And um, highlights, you know, how we've done. I mean, I think Coach Sage has probably been one of the most underrated coaches, and we haven't given him his props on this, uh, you know, on this podcast and, and just in general. But his guys have turned out, you know, it turned out results for the past three years. Like, if you look at it between Asi Asi. Wilson. At first we was like, okay, he's inheriting Wilson, but Asi, Asi filled right in and then Dulcich, you know? So once he gets some talent uh, Dulcich
1: again, I think is his most impressive one as a walk on.
0: I agree. It's kinda of like in that line of um what's the other walk on? Was it Pabiko? That that was pretty solid. But Dulcich even I mean, he's turned out to be even be better in terms of it's a former walk on. He's more so closer to Joshua Kelly without the complete production, but he's, like, on that path. Like, he can have a good
1: breakout year next year, you know, so. No, you didn't you don't consider his last season a breakout season?
0: I do, but it was like, okay, look out for this guy, you know, for the next season for all Pac-12. It wasn't that, like, he had a hell of a season and one to remember as a UCLA Bruin. I only say that because we had very few games, so it just wasn't enough tape, but... In a small span of things, like, yeah, he was he was very reliant. Um, and it's just one of those things, like, when you go through a full 12-game season versus seven, like, what does that look like in terms of the tape and whatnot? That's it. But in terms of what he's done, yeah, it was a hell of a season. I don't think anybody had a, you know, it's just hard to compare last season. It, was, it felt more so as a taster to what's going to happen this upcoming year.
1: That's fair. I mean... He had over 500 yards in his, in that short season, um, and, and five touchdowns. So he, I mean, I would say that's a pretty, pretty good season for, for, um, the COVID year, but yeah, I, I do think we're going to expect a lot from him next season, um, as that big target for, for DTR. But yeah, anyways, um. Yeah, Coach Coach Sage has been, been great.
0: Yeah, and he finally got, you know, the tight end that we wanted to get uh, in terms of the mode of how we're playing because we missed out on that in the past two classes, and it's been a question mark. We're like, what's going on? Aren't these guys seeing that we're sending people to the NFL? Um, so it's good to see that Jack has noticed, and he's jumped on early and got the class rolling because uh, we talked about, you know, missing out on Malik. And I don't think that's necessarily an issue. I'm glad that he committed early because we can move on to other targets and QBs. But yeah, let's get this class rolling. Speaking of QBs, we got a QB coach, um, which we are very excited for with Gunderson because he seems to be on it. And if we're, you know, measuring that effort through talent, I mean through Twitter, uh, because he's following a lot of young QBs, ones that he's offered from San Jose State already and, you know, some that have offers, and I'm excited to see what he does with that. Uh, one including Justin yeah, Martin. He's,
1: he's been sort of credited, partially at least, for San Jose State's offense being so good last season. Um, so I, I think, yeah, it's it's nice yeah. to get some of that young, kind of exciting talent on the coaching staff, and... Rather than like a dinosaur like Helfrich, right, who, you know, isn't gonna be the most innovative guy in the world. So I'm excited to have someone like that on there. He's, you know, sounds like he's gonna be a good recruiter. Um, We should hopefully get some more QBs in with him, Um, more talent there. And, you know, he's gonna have some talent to work with, obviously, DTR next season, but, you know, with Garbers and, um, McQuarrie and some of these other guys. So I, I'm. Oh, and of course the the true goat, Chase Griffin. Um, yeah, I I think it'll be a, it's a it's a good hire, and it'll be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, if we were given grades, I would say it's a B plus, and only a B plus because he hasn't given the type of program that we are. Uh, to you know, we haven't seen what he's done yet at this level, but.
1: Yeah, and San Jose State wears similar colors to us, so it's an easy transition.
0: There we go. And he, he, he was coaching under a Bruin as well, so that always helps. Um.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, other than that, I feel like football is pretty quiet. Not a whole lot going on. Um, did you see Theo Howard is transferring? Former Bruin Theo Howard is transferring from Oklahoma. Where's he going? Uh, I don't know. He just is this, a, just is this breaking as of this today? Yeah, I, I saw it this morning.
0: Huh. Oh man, that's not good. I really wanted him so, to at least do well at Oklahoma since he left. Uh, Cause he could he transfer back? I wouldn't mind taking him back. <laughs> I know um, we don't have counters, I mean, but still,
1: <laughs> he can walk. Theoretically, home. he could, but uh, I don't know. If he wants to come back to Chip, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, uh, yeah, spring spring camp in in a couple months or a month or so. So and hopefully there'll be there'll be more going on.
0: Yeah, and I I think things. It sounds like things are opening in SoCal. I say that from over here on the East Coast, but it sounds like things are opening up in spring camp over Zoom um, per normal. At least. Yeah, um, they're... Minus the, obviously, you know, probably, there's probably not going to be a spring game, which is fine, but...
1: No, yeah. I I don't foresee that. But they are opening up, like, high school sports, outdoor high school sports um, in the spring. So that's that's good. There feels like there's a little bit of a COVID thaw happening, for sure, with, with rates dropping. So um, I think that's obviously good for everyone. Um, good for, but yeah, good for... Or spring camp happening um, pretty smoothly. Um, yeah, and then moving on to kind of the other other big sports happening right now. Um, you know, we have the, the two bat sports going on. Um, women's softball is, is rolling as we expected. They had a little bit of a scare at Fullerton uh, last Saturday or Sunday. I don't remember which day, but um they rallied back at the in the 7th inning and ended up beating the the Fullerton Titans by like 8 or 9 runs um they rallied for like 7 runs in that that inning um so yeah good 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 bounce back win there um they showed a lot of grit and and perseverance um and other than that, they've been just sort of dominating teams like we expected them to.
0: Yeah, it's funny. They go down, but at the same time, you like, watch. The score is still going to look like a number one team beat them. Like, you wouldn't even... You couldn't tell there was any struggles if you just look at the box score then.
1: Right. Right, exactly. Um, and and it, it was wild. I don't know if you were watching it or following it um, at all, but... It was like the, that rally was, was started by not, not one of the veterans that you would expect, but by a freshman um, player. And so, again, this team is just is loaded with people, with talent and great players and, you know, players who you don't expect to step up or stepping up to, to get those wins um, when they need them to. So, you know, uh, they're playing like a number one team that we expected them to.
0: Yeah, what about our number two team? Oh fuck.
1: Um, Yeah, they didn't look like the number two team last last weekend. Um, They had a three game series against USF, um, University of San Francisco, who are you know not not a particularly great squad, but they came in and and beat up on, on UCLA, um, on Friday and Sunday, UCLA won the middle game, but it, it was, you know, I don't know if you watched any of it, but, but I, I watched a good portion of those games and, you know, UCLA's offense, first of all, just didn't wake up for the two games they lost. They just, they were not getting on base. Um, they were not getting hits. And, you know the pitching. They pitched well, but they just they had some uncharacteristic errors and a little sloppy in the in the defense, and that, that made for some um, some bad score lines for UCLA. Uh, I, I this isn't something that I would be particularly worried about yet. Um, you know, it's the first weekend after a long, long off season. Um, you know, these guys are coming back from again long offseason. There's a lot of newer faces kind of being inserted into the lineups. Uh you know, you see lost, you know, guys like Garrett Mitchell who went in the first round as kind of their hitters. Um and I think, you know, our pitching rotation, we're we're still getting healthy. We're gonna get Zach Petway back soon. So, you know, it's not something to panic about. I think you know John Savage is a coach that we can all trust and he will get these guys back into to shape um and we had the uh, step in the right direction yesterday where they came back and, and won against LMU uh last night 5 to 2 I believe um so yeah let's let's just be patient baseball is also just a can be a fluky sport in that sense um you know Teams will win that aren't expected to win, and and things like that. So it's it's um, not worried yet. And I I don't know if you saw the stat Isaiah about the last time we we lost two games in the opening weekend. What happened? We won the championship. Uh, we didn't win that year, but we did go into the College World Series. Oh, um, I I was so. a guest, so I didn't know. <laughs> Close. I think that's the year we lost to South Carolina. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, um, I was, I think so, it was wishful but,
0: thinking on my end.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's UCLA, man. It, it rarely ends in winning.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I, I think to sum that up, I text Zed. I was like, what's happening? I'm checking the score. Because uh, I t- tuned in for a bit, and you're like, it's baseball. And I was like, okay.
1: And I just chilled. Yeah, yeah and, and, and to put that into context, um, Florida, who is the number one team, also lost two games. Um, LSU lost to, like, Air Force, I believe. There were a lot of very high-ranked teams who lost um, their series and, and games, dropped games this weekend. so it's a, it's a fluky kind of weird weekend. I think opening weekend, especially this year, um, was a little crazy. And I think we'll see, hopefully we'll see UCLA stabilize a little bit more. Um, there's, there's too much talent and too much, um, good pitching for this team to be, to struggle that much. So I, I, I would trust coach Savage to have them turned around a little bit and, and, um, start playing better ball play ball
0: yeah better ball ball. and then uh outside of that our women's and men's soccer women's are playing later this week i think on friday and uh they haven't played since the 17th since they beat university of san diego so we're excited to see them get back on the field um, because that's a pretty long break that they had but they have a matchup coming up this weekend against arizona so that'll be pretty good And then Men's Soccer uh, beat San Diego... Or they actually tied with San Diego State uh, this past Saturday. And so we're hoping for a little bit out of them as Pac-12 play starts this weekend and they take on Oregon State.
1: Yeah. um, And then I know that the volleyball teams are playing. Um, I haven't been following them admittedly as much, but I do know... What well, they are doing. I'll tell you, our men's volleyball has
0: lost to SC in three matches in a row, so they are not, oh God, holding up their bargain. Um, Women
1: shouldn't have asked that question.
0: Yeah, women's has been fine. they They shut out Arizona State, um, and then they split with Washington. Well, we already talked about that one, but Arizona State, yeah. so men's are not holding up their bargain. And the cross crosstown rivalry, so that's a little bit disappointing. Um, but again, you know, volleyball will always be strong, and they'll pick it back up.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got tennis going. Women's golf is going. There's there's a lot going on. Um, hard to hard to keep up with everything going on. But I know the men play SC this weekend at home. For the first time at home since 2019 Due to obviously the pandemic last year um, So that'll be a fun one to watch And I believe we can live stream that game Or that match And I don't remember what day it is But keep an eye out for that um, Yeah, what else is going on? Gymnastics lost
0: so close Me uh, Yeah Versus I did watch that Yeah, against a pesky Utah Team or squad, however you want to say it. But yeah, that was a bit yeah, disappointing. I mean, it was it was very close.
1: It was close. They were on the road. Utah was obviously the, the higher ranked team this year. Um, you know they have a lot of, of returning seniors and whatnot. Yeah, I mean it is it is what it is. But you know they UCLA went out there. They posted their best score of the season, I believe. And, and you know, competed really well. Uh, so it was just a bummer to see them lose at the end. But you know, it, uh, they'll, they'll keep keep doing well going forward.
0: They'll be fine. I think they. What are they ranked right now? Seven, I believe. Or was that before this this meet?
1: Um, they were 14th before that. I think. Didn't I have the wrong rankings rank in front game. of me. Let me look that up, um, let's see, rankings, NCAA, do you think they actually have this um, updated? I would doubt it. Because it's, uh, it's the NCAA, all right.
0: it's fine. They're number one, number one in our mind, so we can rank them. They're number
1: thirteen right now.
0: So they moved up, right? Or they they hovered around the same.
1: Um, maybe like one spot or so. Yeah. R- r- around the same.
0: And I that speaks to the quality of you know the
1: competition.
0: I'm sure they weren't banged much, but for losing at Utah on right. the road. And
1: funny enough, Utah actually dropped one spot.
0: Wow. Look at that. We did work, even if we lost. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, but outside of that. Yeah, well. S- what? I don't know. You go. No. But, yeah. Jim Brady lost. That's another one.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Naomi Osaka is just... Uh, better than everybody else right now
0: yeah it is we nobody really expected an upset I know I was joking with Zed I was like hey the goat Brady's about to win um <laughs> but she she put up a, a valiant effort I will say that to
1: lose to Naomi and she's she's had a, a fantastic you know start to this season and to this year Is you know she she has that first uh, WTA win, she got to the, her first semifinal, um, and now she got into her first final, and so um, of a Grand Slam. So you know, no no knock on, on Jen Brady and what she's accomplished. She's obviously uh, having a fantastic tennis season, tennis year. So I, I, we're all we're all rooting for her, and hopefully. She just keeps getting better and will finally break through, and, and she's, on, she's on track to do that. So um, obviously you're going up against the hottest player in the world right now in Osaka. It's going to be tough, um, but yeah, she's, she's, she's on a good path and a good trajectory and, and repping the Bruins and the UCLA name well in, in the tennis world. So definitely excited to follow her career going forward and, and hopefully she breaks through at one of these slams
0: yeah I wouldn't I would be very surprised if she doesn't win a grand slam at some point in her career just the way she's playing the way, where she's heading yeah or at least end up in another yeah. final
1: no, she definitely, I mean, she went up in ranking from 22. I think she's 13, and as she, she keeps playing the way she does, she'll easily break into the top 10 soon. Um, so, yeah, it, it'll, uh, it'll, be, it'll be fun to watch her career, and it's nice having a, uh, another uh, Bruin in the pros playing at such a high level.
0: Yeah, I actually want to look up when's the last time some a uh, has been in the final uh, for either men or women. So, oh God, it's probably like Arthur Ashe. I was, gonna, I was that's what I was thinking. No, probably like Jimmy Connors. Yeah, I don't even know who that is, so I need to look up those names. Oh God, you don't know who Jimmy
1: Connors is?
0: No, I know Andre Agassi, and then you know the big dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Agassi is probably the first tennis player I followed. He's quite a character like all right i like this guy
1: (laughs) you should look up the some some tennis history jimmy connors um i don't know who the last ucla guy or or gal to win
0: oh this guy's a goat number one ranking career titles 109 connors yeah
1: yeah oh my god
0: how do I not know um, that? Well, that's a ding on my Bruin record. Let's see. Did he graduate from um, UCLA or did he leave early for the pros? Um, I f- think he might have left early.
1: I don't remember.
0: Well, that's why I didn't know he was. I only remember graduates. Oh, get out of here. Oh, speaking of one and done, um, it looks like he's a, he was a one and done. But uh, Zach Levine made the all-star team. I know we don't really talk about uh, Bruins and the pros much, but no, just a special shout-out to him. Um, cause that was yeah, big.
1: that was big for him. Uh, happy to see him succeed at that level. Um, he's been having a crazy year offensively. And doing wonders uh, for my
0: fantasy team.
1: <laughs> Is he? yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I hope he becomes a, um, a permanent fixture there, the way he's been playing. Um, I mean, the, the numbers he's been putting up, he's, like, over the last eight games, the only other Bulls player to put up numbers like he has offensively has been Michael Jordan, just to put it into context what he's doing for that team. So uh, he's having a great year, um, and it's, it's fun to see that. And I'm, I'm happy for the guy. Um, yeah, he has no Bryce yeah. to start in front of him, so that's good. <laughs> he doesn't have Alfred coaching him, <laughs> so
0: uh,
1: that's, a, that's a plus. It's all right, Zach. Yeah. We'll
0: always remember your your dunk against Missouri. That would be a highlight. <laughs> it's Bruins. It's true. We'll but, um
1: true. Um, yeah, we'll have to do some research on this tennis front and come back to you next episode.
0: And I'll we'll have to do some research just on tennis in general, so I'll do that. We'll
1: learn about... Well, that, yeah, that too. Bruin um, facts. <laughs> um, cool. I think um, we have anything else?
0: No, that's it. I think we're good.
1: Cool. Well, then we will sign off. Um, Follow us on Twitter and tweet at us. We'll tweet back, fight with you, agree with you. I don't know. It'll just depend on the day, honestly.
0: Yeah. um, That's at The Bruin Source, and that will just be Zed, not me, obviously. So have fun with Zed. (laughs) Uh, And thanks for listening. jump in there sometimes. Yeah, true. I put in a tweet in there every so often if I'm really fired up. But uh no thanks for listening uh to you two followers we we really appreciate it and someday we'll we'll get to 4 for
1: all right all right signing off go bruins go bruins